0: Welcome to the Gator Tales podcast at Allegheny College, home of the Allegheny Gators, where we're talking about inquiry, learning, and scholarship. As the economies of countries change and grow, they go through what's called a structural transformation, where we see a shift in some of the labor forces from one particular type of productivity to another type of productivity. Our guest this week is Zachary Wise. Zach is a class of 2025 and he's an economics major. He spent this past summer working with Professor Steve Onyewu in the Department of Economics and he studied that particular topic of structural transformation in Africa. I hope you enjoy our conversation.
1: Hello. My name is Zachary Wise. Uh, I'm an economics major, philosophy minor, and uh, I am a junior.
0: Zach, you did some work in the summer of 2023 as part of the ERSCA-funded summer research program, and I think you're still following up on some of that work right now, aren't you?
1: Yep. Yeah, we're working in an independent study right now.
0: Awesome. That's exciting to hear. So let's kind of chat a little bit about that. I think that the big picture of the work that you, that you did in this past summer was related to the idea of structural transformation in Africa. And I think the idea driving this broad topic of structural transformation is really that it's just sort of a, a shift in the labor force, right?
1: Yeah, essentially speaking. Uh, the traditional definition is uh, the transition of labor from low productivity and labor intensive economic sectors, such as agriculture, to a uh, higher productivity and more skills and knowledge intensive sectors such as the manufacturing and the services sector of an economy. And structural transformation is extremely important for the economic development process because it can provide numerous benefits such as higher wage paying jobs, reduced poverty levels, technological advancement, as well as many others
0: in in terms of those different examples you gave a a couple different examples of like what fits on the different ends of that spectrum how are those types of productivity in these various sectors measured by economists
1: uh so the most standard way is through the gdp value-added approach uh gdp stands for gross domestic product and um the agriculture, manufacturing, and services sector are the three main uh, economic sectors that economists view when studying structural transformation. Okay. So, um, for example, in the United States, our percentage of GDP that agriculture contributes to is less than 1%. And that's only because we have such a high-quality, high-productive manufacturing sector and same with the services sector. In Africa, on the other hand, it's somewhere around twenty percent currently. Wow! Uh, even compared to uh, other developing regions such as Latin America, East Asia, the Middle East, they're sitting somewhere around four or five percent. Sub-Saharan Africa is the only region that is struggling with their structural transformation.
0: Take a snapshot of some years ago in in the U.S. Just maybe for comparative purposes, it could be. 50, 100, however long you might be able to think of. You said that currently ours is less than 1% for agriculture, right? Correct. Do you have any idea what what it was, the percentage 50, 100 years ago?
1: In the early 1900s, it was hovering around 50%. Wow. Yeah.
0: That's a huge transformation in that period of time. Definitely. I'm assuming there's a lot of factors that drive or are associated with this transformation that occurs in the economies of countries as they develop and stuff like that. Yeah. What are some of those? Are there a handful of them that, that we traditionally see as like the important factors that you look across any country? These are the things that drive those structural transformations.
1: Yeah, definitely. So I would say the main ones are, uh, agriculture productivity. So, uh, if you have a productive agriculture sector, you're able to produce the same or an even larger amount of units with a smaller amount of workers, meaning there are more workers for those high productive sectors such as manufacturing and services. Some of the other ones we look at are infrastructure, foreign direct investment, institutional qualities such as government effectiveness or oh, corruption. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that makes uh, sense.
0: What mm-hmm. are some of the largest barriers to structural transformation, specifically in Africa as, as a whole. I know it, it's a huge continent. Mm-hmm. There's, you said, 50, 50 countries that are part of it. Are, are there any common denominators that are, that are typically viewed as barriers to transition for them?
1: It's such a fascinating question because they are the only region out of all these developing regions that are still struggling in this day. So there really is no... Um, clear-cut answer, unfortunately. But um, one of the main goals of our project specifically was to see if income inequality played any significant role.
0: So talk a little bit about that idea of just income inequality. What is that from an economic perspective? How does that fit into the the broader picture of what you're interested in looking at?
1: What we did for our study, uh, one of the most common indicators for inequality that economists use is called the Gini coefficient. And uh, I won't get into the math behind it, but... It's a number, country by country, that goes from zero to a hundred, and the higher the number is, the more unequal that country's economy is.
0: Okay, so Africa, an inverse relationship. Exactly. Okay.
1: Yeah. So we are expect. What we were expecting was to see a negative relationship between income inequality mm-hmm. and um, structural transformation. What's very interesting about this is Africa, specifically Sub-Saharan Africa, is the most unequal region in the world uh when looking at Gini coefficients.
0: How about you walk the audience through kind of the the basis of what was involved in your summer research project? project. How'd you collect the data? What sort of sources did you use? Give us a feel for what it looks like over the summer getting data like the kind that you got.
1: The first segment was a literature review collecting different determinants and constraints for Africa's structural transformation to have a notion in using that variable in our study. Yep. Uh, The second part was the data collection. We would go to different sources, such as the World Bank, World Development Indicators, uh, International Monetary Fund, the World Inequality Database, as well as many others to collect this data. Uh, The third was the data analysis. Uh, we used panel regressions uh, for 48 African countries between the years uh, 2010 and 2019.
0: So what were some of your primary findings?
1: I'll start with the um, expected results. We thought that there was going to be a negative relationship between inequality and structural transformation due to the um, indicator that we used. However, we actually found a statistically significant positive relationship, which Opposite. was- The opposite, opposite, yeah, Yeah, which is saying that as income inequality increases, structural transformation increases, which sounds bizarre. Mm -hmm. And um, we thought that wasn't portraying the full story. So uh, we had to get a little bit creative, figure out more ways to analyze this data a little bit more efficiently. The first was create an interactive variable with um, inequality and resource endowment because uh, there have been plenty of literature pieces that discuss, especially in Africa, that discuss how inequality is very high in resource endowed countries. So we did that by taking uh, fuel exports as a percentage of all merchandise exports and combining it with the um, inequality indicator. Uh, We actually did find with That, we found a uh, negative relationship between inequality in resource-endowed countries and structural transformation in Africa. It was also statistically significant.
0: So that that interaction term, what you're trying to do is partition out this idea that uh, that, that inequality, it depends on another factor potentially in some areas, right? Yes. Or there's some sort of covariance with something else, right?
1: Exactly, yeah. We wanted to... um, target that variance and explain as much as we possibly could
0: the countries that are in Africa that are that are not making this structural transformation or that are not participating in it do you have any sense of what kind of the plan is or is there a plan from government perspective Mm -hmm. to help facilitate that that transformation
1: some other statistically significant variables that had the expected signs included those institutional variables such as government effectiveness uh, and corruption rule of law and uh, infrastructure was another one Mm -hmm. in agriculture productivity so um, going into the policy recommendations uh, just increase the quality of government effectiveness decrease corruption and focus on a productive agriculture sector that way workers can migrate to those uh, manufacturing and services sectors
0: the first two um, easier said than done right absolutely <laughs> yeah so yeah. I think <laughs> that that's the that's the biggest challenge not just for Africa but for many governments and many many nations, how to how to reduce government corruption <laughs> yeah one last question plans for the future i'm not trying to to rush you through your time at allegheny but you've got <laughs> this year and next academic year you graduate you walk across stage you have your diploma what do you what do you see yourself doing after that
1: uh that's a good question the if you would have asked me this before my summer research experience i think i would have said something completely different but um I'm looking at two main options right now. The first is some data analysis position, uh, whether it be with finance, accounting, something that is business economics related. Mm -hmm. Uh, The other would be a uh, government job. Well,
0: Zach, thanks for coming by and chatting with me today.
1: No, yeah. Thank you so much for having me.
0: I wanted to give a quick thanks to Professor Steve Onyewu for his mentorship of Zachary this past summer. And I'd also like to acknowledge the funding that made Zach's research project possible. Shout out to the Shea family fund for student faculty research and also the Dr. Stephen D. Kastler Memorial fund for student faculty collaborative research. It's funds like these that make research possible at Allegheny college. So thank you both so much. Well, I hope you had a good time listening to this episode and I'll catch up with you next time.